twohomos.com. It's not a porn site. We just like the name. We finally did our honeymoon, which was awesome. I, I really enjoyed it. I had great company with Virginia. We went to Alaska to try and find the Klondike. There's a lot of Klondikes up there. We flew out of Burbank because it's close to us and it's not far like LAX because LAX is a hell of a drive and we don't have to pay $10 a day for parking. And I knew it was going to be a big gay week. We had a, our a guy that was checking us in, total queen. Total queen, yeah. So we meet a queen first first off before we do anything else. The only other person we met between there and home was the cab driver, definitely not a queen. So we end up going down because they've got these uh, little walkways. If you're going down, they have pictures on it. And we figured out that uh, it was a mystery that nobody knew. Yeah, this was a mystery that we had we solved finally. And you know, I've been to the Burbank Airport a million times, and we pass the statue and pictures and little memorial to Amelia Earhart. Well, you know, Amelia Earhart went on her solo airplane journey, and she never came back. She went missing, and they never found her body or her plane or anything like that. We know what happened because they had a picture, or I don't know if it was a picture or a sculpture of Amelia with Eleanor Roosevelt. Lesbians. I know, lesbian square. So, I mean, the, the president's wife was a lesbian. I mean, a woman that, you know, didn't work and just flew planes, she's a lesbian. That'd be like saying, you know, in today's time, if you have a a, a woman that works on semi-trucks and fixing them as, as a mechanic is not going to be a lesbian, it's like, come on. So, anyway, we think Amelia got in that plane, hooked it up with Eleanor, was like, look, I'm going to go... I'm going to pretend I'm, I'm lost. They'll never find me again. We'll be able to have our lesbian tryst out in the woods forever. That's what I think. Mystery solved. See, I make it a little bit different than that. Because Eleanor did have a girlfriend. And it was, you know, they, they talk about it, that she had her own little thing and the president didn't care. And she ended up hooking up with Amelia. Amelia found out about this other girlfriend and she was so depressed she killed herself. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, dyke trauma. Okay, well, now we don't have a mystery solved. Now we have a quandary on our hands. Great. I think it's a mystery solved. But hmm. okay, you could say okay. that. right. We ended up uh, landing in Seattle, visited, you know, our nephew, Justin, and then we took off the next day on the uh, cruise ship. And it was very nice. And on the love boat. Yeah, on, on our love boat. That's beautiful. Yeah. And uh, so we ended up doing that. And there's like a line. We, we checked in our ship because we still had time to walk around uh, in downtown Seattle. So we dropped off our luggage, walked around, came back. And there's this, the line looked like, like rabbits fucking. There's so many people. And we're like, oh, shit. And Virginia's going to get in that line. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get in that line. We already had all our ticket stuff. All we need to do is get past the line. And I made a friend. Talked to him. He took us past the whole entire line. We went through the security stuff, which I was fine with. Then he gets us on the boat. No harm, no foul. Done. But one of the things we had to do, the reason, one of the reasons we were walking around town was because Roxanne decided, oh, is this our honeymoon cruise? Fantastic. I'm going to get my period on the first day. Yeah, so we I, had to run around town looking for tampons. No, I had, I had some tampons. Well, because anytime when we go on a, a trip, I always bring tampons and pads. I wasn't expecting this, and I was gushing. Yeah, and I had no idea she was going to get hers, because I know as soon as she gets hers, I'm going to get mine a few days later. Sure enough, by the, by the middle, towards the end of the cruise, sure enough, there I was too, right behind her. Yeah, so every day I was calling her Mary, and she's like, why are you calling me Mary? I go, because you're a bloody Mary. Yeah, And then nice. people thought we were just drunks, but that's yeah. another story. Right. So we ended up on the cruise slept we had our oh we had oh we had the balcony i'm very thrilled with that decision that we made yeah the balcony was good although it was a little colder in alaska than i thought now i don't know why i don't know what was in my head i thought that maybe alaska wasn't going to be cold i mean what do they call it alaska for well we're southern california so it's kind of hard for us to really anticipate but i did i brought a down jacket virginia didn't bring a jacket i brought a thermal undershirt 
I brought two fleeces. I thought I was, you know, look, it was 90, 100 degrees in LA when we left. I thought I was going to be fine. I wound up having to buy a jacket at our first stop in Ketchikan. Thank goodness for tourist shops that sell jackets for $20. Winter coats. Yeah, that was very cool. But when we're in um, Ketchikan, I think that's when, is that where I did my carts? I was riding yeah, my, my that was the, Yeah, that was the first stop. Yeah. Virginia went fishing for her salmon, and I had a thing where they're called carts, you know, C-A-R-T-S. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I looked at the picture, you know, online, you know, on the shore excursion thing. And it, you know, I'm like, it kind of looks like a, a golf cart. What the fuck? I don't, what the hell? I, I've got something to do because Virginia's going to be doing her thing. I can entertain myself. And it wasn't like a golf cart. I mean, they're carts. I mean, they're hard. I mean, they're like a doom buggy without the big wheel stuff. But it's, it, that fucker will go up anything. It was very bouncy. And if you are going to go up there, you need a sports bra. Because that was the only thing I missed. I need a sports bra. Oh, man. Were you hurting people with the girls? Oh, no. I was hurting myself. I was, oh. I was behind the guy that was, you know, taking us on the tour. And he's like zooming all over the place. And I'm like trying to get used to this. And it's like ice and snow and shit like that. I'm sliding. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to fall off. I'm going to hurt myself. Then Virginia's going to have to come get me. Or maybe she has to bury me. She has to let my mom know what happened. I don't know. But I had a good time. It was gorgeous. It was very, very pretty. And we are on First Nation land. And to the Americans here, it's you know what we would call Native Americans. They call it First Nation. So it was kind of, it was. I mean, it was property that they rented out, I guess, from Canada to let them do it or from Alaska to let them do it. Well, it was Alaska. That's where we were. So maybe they rented some property from Canada, but I don't think so because we were on the west coast of Alaska. So I think we were a little bit far from Canada, maybe. Well, then maybe it was on Native Americans or Eskimo land. What do they call the Eskimos? I don't know. Eskimos is not PC anymore. So I apologize if you're Eskimo, but that's yeah, kind of what yeah. I know. It. It's Canada who does First Nations, not, not right. America. Well, then we have Native Americans. So they have something else. They, they don't call them Eskimos anymore. Right. Anyways. Anyways, so... Yeah, my trip was, I went on a fishing expedition. I'm thinking, man, I am in, in Alaska. I'm in salmon country. This is going to be the best fishing ever. I'm going to get, you know, like huge freaking 20-pound salmon. And no. you see these pictures of these people, and they've got these big fucking fish. I totally thought you are going to have that. Right. And every year, fantastic fishing in Alaska. You know what? This is the year I show up. The boat guy is telling us as soon as we're going out. So the boat guy is telling us this is the worst salmon fishing season they've had and they can't remember. Meanwhile, Washington State is having their best salmon fishing ever, ever than they can imagine. So all the fish just were like, yeah, fuck you, Alaska. It just went on by. Actually, I think it was fuck you, Virginia. She's like, I'm yeah. not going to be catch, catch by a, a dike. You know, I, you know, I can go and have fishing days like that here in L.A. and spend you know, a quarter the amount of money and catch nothing. I don't have yeah. to go to Alaska for that. But it was fun. It was nice to be out on the boat. It was fun. And he's, wasn't he telling you about the history and whatever's going on? In oh, the yeah. Area? So he, yeah. he was at least trying to entertain you. Yeah, he told us some interesting things. He told us that, well, now he was actually just kind of bummed out and no one was saying anything. So he felt like he had to say things every once in a while. But he told us about the cruise ships. He told us that the uh, little towns and all the tourist shops and all the little shops and all the little buildings, the the cruise companies actually own most of the buildings in town and keep them all fixed up and looking quaint. And then they open up the souvenir shops, but they, they subsidize a lot of the other shops because otherwise there would be no town for the cruise ships to come and visit. So that was pretty interesting. Virginia ended up not t- trusting anything after that point. She thought everything was a scam. Right. I was sure it was a cruise ship conspiracy. So she comes back and, and she's bummed. And I felt bad for her because I know that this is something that she's looking forward to with this trip. I think that was like a selling point to get you to do the Alaskan yeah. cruise. But it was good. It was fun. I still had a good day, but no fish. So our next day, we went to Juneau. And in Juneau, we were doing a salmon bake and a hatchery tour. 
And the Mendenhall Glacier. Yeah, the Mendenhall Glacier, which was pretty cool. Actually, what I liked with this is like when Virginia was doing her fishing trip, the guy was pointing out all the bald eagles. And I mean, they're very beautiful birds. Yeah, it was cool. And I didn't see any on mine. I'm like zooming around the place probably because we made too much noise. So on this thing here, the bus is like, he's like, okay, what you do is you look at any tree or any sort of electrical pole, look up, light pole, and you'll see them. So as, as he's driving, he's like, oh, look to your right. There's a, a bald eagle. Look to your left. There's, I mean, there. I think just going to Mendenhall Glacier, I think we saw like five or six of them. Yeah. In fact, the guy who was the day before on the fishing trip, he said, yeah, they're like pigeons for us out here. I was like, oh, my goodness. You mean flying rats? <laughs> flying rats. Yeah, I mean, the national symbol, the bald eagle. Oh, my goodness. And you think of them as nasty little flying rat pigeons. Yikes. I think maybe he's using a different, he should have used a different analogy yeah, you know, to, for the maybe. New Yorker. So, you know, we got to see that and we went up to Mendenhall Glacier and that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was awesome. And I enjoyed that. And then they're talking about, I guess you could see the salmon. And this is the best thing. Everywhere we go, they're like, oh, you can go over here and you can see the salmon swimming. Swimming away from Virginia. They, it wasn't swimming towards her boat. I know. We see j- salmon jumping out of the water everywhere. It's like, oh, great. Where the hell were you fuckers yesterday? Now you know where you're supposed to go. So we went from the Mendenhall Glacier, and then um, we saw a mine, and we saw waterfalls and so forth. I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous up yeah. there. Oh, it is beautiful. It is beautiful. This was the funniest thing. When we're at the salmon bake, there's some woman dressed in, like, old time, you know, 1800s, kind of pioneer woman clothes. You know, actually, she was dressed like a whore of the time. But anyway, so she had hardly any clothes on, like her arms were exposed. And it's like 60 degrees, and, you know, us L.A. people, we're freezing. And Roxanne says to the woman, oh, aren't you cold? I'm sorry that they make you stand out here with nothing on. The woman just looks at her and laughs. She goes, I was born in Alaska. This is fine for me. But then I also made friends. Yeah. They, had, they, they had two Alaskan Malamute dogs there. Huge fucking paws. They made... You know, my mom's Great Dane's paws look like little Chihuahua paws. Yeah. It was amazing. And then I got to pet them and talk to them and, and do this sort of thing. But the best thing also is during this 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 salmon bake, which basically it's, you know, you can eat outside and they've got fresh salmon that, that they're grilling. They have chicken and things like that. But there's this lesbian singing songs. That was our first spotting of the Klondike. Yeah. No, that was the first official Klondike. But there's tons of, did you notice that there's tons of lesbians on that ship? They looked like lesbians. They were those faux-looking lesbians. They were straight ladies who wear comfortable shoes, and they have their hair cut like lesbians. Mullets. Mullet. Well, some of them had mullets. Some of them had they rat tail like braids. They looked like a bunch of dykes. And one girl had, literally, she's, you know, like a, like a big-sized girl. And I'm like, this girl is such a dyke, and she had really short hair, and she had like a 12-inch rat tail. So, it's, you know, for the for the younger people, you don't know what that is. That's kind of like like a very thin, thin ponytail. Very hideous. Very big in the 80s. She had it braided. And, oh, yeah. She had it braided. She, you know, she didn't have the French braid, just like a regular braid. And most of the time we saw her, she was wearing overalls. And she had, like, a crew cut up on top. I mean, you can't get any more dykier than that. Then all of a sudden, here comes her husband. And I, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. So now I needed to get a picture of this person because I wanted to share her with our, you know, lesbian friends. Lou and Linda, they would appreciate it. And, and probably Nancy, too. And... You know, I'd show them because, I mean, how do you even describe this or, or, you know, see how cool it is? So I tried to get a picture of her. So then the rest of the ship, you know, the rest of the time that we're on the ship, I was looking for this woman. And here's the worst thing about this is this woman, we actually saw her on the plane coming back to Burbank. She actually lives in L.A. So yes. she wasn't even a, cl- a real true Klondike. She was, she was just visiting Alaska just like us. But she's there with her husband. And her husband looked like, her husband looked like a little old man scary and i think she's probably praying that he dies so she can go down on her friend you know julia you know 
in in West Hollywood or I, in San Fernando Valley. All I can say is I don't think we can live in Alaska because it was too confusing to tell the lesbians from the mountain women. It was just too confusing. But the gay guys too. Yeah. There's we're having dinner because you could you have a choice. You could you know there's these two restaurants you can eat at like you know let's say restaurant A and restaurant B and then they have like a cafeteria which it, it's nicer than a cafeteria but you can go all the time. So when we're at the restaurant we're sitting down and I you know look to the left of me and you see these three really cute kids. I mean just very good looking children. And then you see the mom there, and I see the dad, and the dad's got the uh, the goatee, kind of like how some gay guys do it. You know, the gay guys started. So if you see straight guys with the goatees, they learned it from the gay guys because their wives had friends that were gay, and they said they like this, and it's hot. Oh, yeah, of course. So this, you know, he's got a goatee, and he's very clean cut. And I'm watching him. I'm like, this guy is a flaming homosexual. And this woman doesn't know. So he's having a hard time. But the interesting thing is on the on the cruise, I'm, you know, they have AA meetings. So if you're trying to be sober on your cruise to be supportive, they had the Friends of Dorothy one, which, you know, the Friends of Dorothy back in the 50s, you say, are you a friend of Dorothy? Like, I'm a friend of Dorothy. And then we'll hook up because we're both gay. That's how you would know. It was like a code. Right. So what they did is they had the Friend of Dorothy meeting. In Virginia, I'm like, I got to go check this shit out. Yeah, she dragged my ass the very first night of the cruise. I was exhausted. I was ready to go to sleep. She's like, no, no, we have to go see the gay people on the cruise. So we go up to this little lounge all the way on the top of the boat, all the way in the back, you know, a little quiet little thing. We walk in. And there's this like tight little clique of lesbians. Well, no, it wasn't that. It was it was a small bar that they had, and it's all the way at the back. And there's just like a small area that you're able to sit. You go in there, and, and I got a drink, and Virginia had a drink, and we looked, and there's like really. I mean, if you wanted to go in to talk, you would have to squeeze by all these people. I don't know these people, and I I, I wasn't feeling comfortable. And then she thought it was a clique, but I'm thinking, you know, just us lesbians were just like, you know, this is just too much too much work. Yeah, I mean, maybe if I was single and I saw someone cute, maybe I might approach, but you know, I don't know. It's just amazing. My girl, chatty Kathy, make fr- make friends with everybody, talking to people in grocery stores she doesn't even know. She sees some of her own people. They're on the cruise. We might make friends we could hang out with all week. And she wants to sneak away. Can you believe that? No, you didn't want to talk to me either, please. Oh, I never want to talk to anybody. But I mean, if there's gay men there, it was all women. That's the other thing that was interesting. But, you know, even though we didn't do the Friends of Dorothy every night, I was seeing fucking Friends of Dorothy all over the place all over the place you saw friends of dorothy who didn't even know who dorothy was yet but they might in a few years oh they will definitely yeah. i promise you there's lots of friends of dorothy very I mean, interesting just, I, th- I feel like we were on a lesbian cruise after that yeah and we pretty the, much the, were the following day we went on a very very cool thing we had it set up where, where we went through the glaciers so it's like a small little glacier area and then they turned us around so we saw some of that just like on the on the ship and the next day when we docked we went on a helicopter ride. Well, we went to Skagway was our third day, third port day. And that's where we went on the helicopter tour up to a glacier and a dog sledding camp. It was very cool because it was just for Virginia and I in the helicopter and then the, the pilot. We fly up to the glacier. We land on the glacier. We're able to walk around on the glacier. And then we did that for a while. We got back into the helicopter. Then they flew us up to the dog camp. And they said that you could, you, well, you know, take you, you know, on a dog sled ride. And at the end, we'll let you see a puppy or pet a puppy. And at this point, I know I need to keep an eye on Virginia because she is a big softie. I'm a softie. But if it's a puppy, I can picture Virginia, you know, all of a sudden pulling out her, her breast and trying to nurse it. And she's oh, suck right. my teeth, suck my teeth. You know, and, and, you know, no teeth, puppy, no teeth. So I had to keep an eye on her because she might steal it. And if she wants it, then I got to get it for her. So maybe I have to put it and then I'm getting arrested. She didn't get a dog. I didn't need to smuggle a dog. But we did get to do a dog sled thingy. And there's like two sleds. And you have one where the, the, the main person's running it. And then one you're able to sit on her sled. And then Virginia's on the back part of sled. And she's steering behind her. And there's 12 dogs that are pulling us. 
And what's interesting is that the female dogs, a.k.a. the bitches, they're in heat and they're running forward. And at this point, Virginia's bleeding. So, you know, really, there's a lot of bitches in heat. Yeah. But the female bitches, for the dogs, they're up front and the male dogs are chasing the female bitches, which is kind of cruel if you think about it. But it's kind of, I guess, life. Yeah, because they're on a harness and they'll never actually get there. Yeah, so we did that. And then Virginia did a great job. And she's, you know, very impressed. I was mushing. I'm ready to do the I did a rod now. I, I know you're trained. Yeah. But there was, what, like 250 dogs of yeah. that dog camp? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it was there... like, it was actually, even though it was on a glacier and it was snowing and it was freezing ass cold, that was actually like summer camp for the dogs because this is their off season. So people would bring their dogs up there to kind of sort of kennel them and get them some racing training and keep them in shape in the off season. And now they go back to their homes and they do their real training and then they get ready for the racing season. So it was pretty interesting. It was very cool. And they had, since there's 250 dogs, let's just assume each dog shits twice. Oh. They would have to pick up poop every day. And we saw the camps where the people that are living up there live. And they're contracted for like six months at a time or something like that. And they, and they rotate it. And the different dogs, the dogs flying by helicopter and everything. I mean, it was very interesting. And, and you know, I think that was like out of all of our, our excursions, that was my favorite one. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. That was an awful lot of fun. And then the next the next day we went to, what is it? Prince, Prince Rupert. Horrible horrible it's in canada i i love the canadians but it's such a small podunk town you know our friends went on the other cruise they went to vancouver yeah i would have much rather have gone to vancouver there was nothing in prince rupert no it, well we're gonna have we did have marine life and we're supposed to be seeing the wells and things like that but because as we're going over there there's seven to twelve foot swells so they just canceled all you know anything water everything was canceled even the kayaks canceled everything so we're walking around this little tiny town that takes you maybe about an hour, and then you're done, and you have nothing else to do. I think we ate there, didn't we? Or No, we ate on no, the ship. We, we ate on the ship. There's no even good yeah. food there. The, the ship, though, it was a lot of fun, but the, the most amazing thing, or probably the time I spent the most thing doing, was eating on that ship. There was food everywhere all the time, and the food was kind of mediocre. Actually, the best food I had was when we were in Skagway. We went to a little bar and grill, and I had this grilled salmon sandwich. Awesome. Absolutely Awesome. But I did have a new food find because they had so much food and you could try all these different things. I made a point of trying different kinds of food. And one of the things I had for the first time was muesli. And muesli, if you've never had that, it's like this whole grain, sticks, rocks, twigs kind of breakfast cereal. It's like... Scratchy lesbians have it all the time. Right. I mean, it's like more hardcore than granola. In fact, they have to soak muesli in milk for like a couple of hours before you eat it just so it softens up a little bit. And then it's still like eating like little twigs and branches and, you know, little rocks. But I'll tell you what, it'll clean out your system. She's exaggerating. It's like twigs and stuff. I tried it. I was doing like the French toast every day. And then I ended up having this stuff. And they have things that you could put into it. So you could put, you know, you know, oats in it or fresh fruit. You could put bananas, strawberries. And you could add addition to whatever they had. It was very good. So I started eating that stuff too. And the only problem with the, the, the crew stuff, the, the best place that I liked it, that we ate at was the Italian restaurant. Oh, that was that good. That was very yeah. good. Yeah, it was good. And then I liked the other food. I didn't have any issues with it. Yeah. Um, it was good. I, it was just average. I mean, it wasn't great. It was good. Yeah. But I, my problem is, is that I was I was still like, you know, doing my Weight Watcher thing and I'm trying to be good. That week was just a waste of time. And the other more important thing out of all the stuff we had, when we're on the airplane flying out there, people were sneezing. When we were walking around in Seattle, people were sneezing. When we ended up uh, on the boat, people were sneezing. And then at one point they have like, you put your hands over these gel things and it washes your hands. They start next day, like two days later, they start using spraying hands with bleach so people are getting sick. It's hand sanitizer because, you know, people are going to be spreading that norovirus all over the ship. 
Yeah, so they're, I mean, they're trying to do the right thing. And people on the ship, they're sneezing. Some people aren't even covering their mouth. We're on, you know, short excursions. People are sneezing. Didn't get sick. We, we landed the next day, or not the next day, at the end of the cruise in Seattle. People are sneezing. We came over on the airplane back home. People were sneezing. And I'm, I was so proud. I didn't vomit. I didn't, I didn't get sick. I didn't no get diarrhea. the shits. Yeah. No diarrhea. Nothing. And then I get home Sunday. Go boom. I'm sicker than dog. I've got a freaking head cold. My nose is running like, you know, like the glaciers melting. It was insane. That was amazing because, you know, they have all that hand sanitizer stuff all over the place. And we were ready for that. We were ready because, you know, these filthy people who wipe their ass, stick their fingers up their ass and then don't wash their hands. And they come out and they touch all the banisters and railing all over the ship. The and that's how, buttons. yeah, the elevator buttons. That's, that's how that shit spreads around. And we avoided all of that just to come home and have you get a cold. I know. But you know what? I had such a great time. And I, I had did a wonderful too. honeymoon and I appreciate it. And um, it's good to be back home with, you know, our two dogs. If you guys haven't done an Alaskan cruise, I, I highly recommend it. It was fun. Bye. Bye. Bye.